This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Built Four Tough Studio. Boomer Assize and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Wednesday morning. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody that celebrates this fake holiday and they suck money right out of us. And if you don't do anything about it, you're in the doghouse. There's nothing really good that comes out of Valentine's Day because if you do something nice, it's expected. If you don't do something, then you're, you know, you get yelled at. But anyway, have a happy Valentine's Day. You walked in, you looked at me, and you said, these are the dog days of winter, Biggs. These are the dog days of winter, and they certainly are, but they're never the dog days on Boomer and Geo because we got four hours for you that'll keep you laughing and happy, hopefully, in this frigid February in New York. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Jay. I'm doing great, and a lot of people are still talking about, you know, the Super Bowl, all the different variations of what had happened and what would have happened had uh, San Francisco scored a touchdown in overtime. You know, the interesting thing, if you think about San Francisco, they probably should have won the game. I mean, they had a muff punt. Muff. Think about that. What are you looking for, right? a muff? That's exactly right. And uh, Brock Purdy missed a wide-open Debo Samuel at the back of the end zone. You, you had just so many, like, weird missed little things. Missed extra point. Missed extra point that really created all these different scenarios uh, for Kansas City to come back and win. And and probably the, the biggest discussion point was, was overtime and... And, and how it impacted the game and how it's different now than it ever had been before. And, you know, and I was talking to my buddy Frank Reich, who was one of the guys that was the principals, a principal of putting together the new overtime rule. That's in, right. In, uh, in the playoffs and how it works. And now Kansas City said, had San Francisco scored a touchdown and and Kansas City came back and scored a touchdown that they were going to go for two regardless. That mm-hmm. they were going to lay it on the line. A Super Bowl. Yeah. Either lost or won by an attempted two-point try. Think about that. Yeah. However, if they didn't do that and they ended up kicking a field goal, I mean an extra point to tie the game, uh, then you know my, uh, Kyle Shanahan's thought process worked out right. They would have gotten the ball third and then kicking a field goal in that situation, they would have won the game. But if they miss, let's just say they they don't, let's say they have to punt, and then let's say, uh, you know, Kansas City has to punt. Yeah. You know, there's no ending until somebody scores. Yeah. So the, the game clock doesn't mean anything. The mm-hmm. down clock does, of course. And maybe they would have changed sides, I guess, had they flipped into a second overtime. 
But, you know, there's so many discussion points around it and who did the right thing, who did the wrong thing. And, and really, you know what it ultimately comes down to? It ultimately comes down to who are you playing against and what do you think how the game is being, how the game is being played? So if it's one of these 44, 44, you know, Buffalo Bill or Cincinnati Bengal, uh, uh, Kansas City Chief game. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to play the game a little bit differently because it's going to be more wide open, more often. Perfect example is the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes classic divisional game where they're going up and down the field and scoring within 13 seconds. That type of game. Right. That goes into overtime. So maybe that's the game that you take the ball first. Yeah, and just keep the momentum going, go down there and score and, and put the pressure on them. But this game happened to be a really – it was a defensive game. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was not going to lose it. But, I mean, if it's a defensive game, it's a completely different story. And think about had Kyle Shannon said, okay, you know, we're going to put, um, you know, uh, Kansas City's offense out there first, and they go down and they settle for a field goal. Now you're in a situation where a, a touchdown wins it for you. But then again, you know, it's you you have a second year quarterback who played reasonably well in the Super Bowl, I would I would yeah. I would suggest. Um, but you're putting a lo- an awful lot of pressure on him. An awful lot of pressure on him. And I, I kind of think that you know, when I when I really think about it, there's no real reason, there's only like a five percent reason that you would not defer in that particular situation. And the reason on you know Sunday night was not one of those reasons why you would defer and then you know take the ball on offense to start overtime. I, you know he made the wrong decision. Yeah, I mean, and he could talk about the analytics all he wants. I mean, there's been really no examples of this particular situation out there, so it's only hypotheticals on how it could work and what type of game it is. And I think that anybody that's watching the game and then breaks it down afterwards comes up with that. Same conclusion. Now, I still think that the game was won by the Kansas City Chiefs because they had the the best quarterback and the head coach. It was not going to screw those things up. And they all. blocked an extra point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all of those things. Um, so it's it. I don't necessarily feel like th- this game was blown like the Falcons blew the game against the Patriots. And I I do agree that the the Forty ers had a, a real chance to win. Should have won. I'm not sure if I can go that far because we both ended up picking the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in a close game for all the reasons that ended up coming up during yeah. the game. Better coaching, better quarterback, yeah, but defense coming up in the biggest spots. Every one of those things happened. Yeah, you kind of don't expect a muff punt, though, to give Kansas City great field position. And then on the next play, it's a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that that was the play. You know, If there is a play in this game that you know turned it, turned it around, that, that would be the play. And, you know, and then, then if you're Steve Wilkes, the defense coordinator for San Francisco, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know, like it's almost like you want to treat Patrick Mahomes like he's Lamar Jackson, the way that Steve Spagnolo ran and, and, and the way that they rushed Lamar Jackson. But he, you know, he's not Lamar because he'll stand in there and he'll throw the ball over somebody and take a hit. He just won't go running around. I mean, he does run around to a certain extent. But he hit Rasheed Rice on a ball right across the middle where, you know, they were coming right at him. And even even Kyle Shanahan on the other side in the, in the face of a couple blitzes before they kicked their last field goal, I mean, they had plays called on. They just couldn't execute them. And they were supposedly blitz beaters if your wide receiver can beat the guy that's covering him. And one of the strengths of the Kansas City defense is that just how good their secondary is. And it's easy, like, two days removed 
to really replay all this stuff in your head to go back and look at the tape and say to yourself, why did they do that? Why, did, why would they think that that would work? But in, in the body of the game, they, they're calling what they think is what would be a, a blitz beater by offense, and they just don't execute it for whatever reason. And it's probably because of the cover guy more so than the blitzing defensive back. Yeah, I, I would still rather not blitz Patrick Mahomes with his history of dealing with that. But than- did you see, though, like when they got behind uh, or, or San Francisco is up and now uh, Kansas City now has time and, and timeouts to go down there and try yeah. to at least tie the game. I mean, now all of a sudden you're not blitzing him and he's dink, 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 dink right down the field. And great quarterbacks understand that that's the way that you do it in that situation with that much time and the timeouts. And it well, this was is the whole point surgical. of having Nick Bosa and Chase Young is that you don't need to, or you shouldn't, in theory, have to be sending people all the time if they're actually doing their job. Well, they didn't send them all the time, but here's also what happens. As the game wears on and you're going no huddle late in the game, those guys get tired. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I mean, there's so many little aspects to it which is what makes the game so great and how each player is impacted by what is happening on the field in real time and i thought they got a little tired at the end of regulation maybe that's also why why kyle shanahan felt like you know what give me the ball my defense needs a rest this is another one of those situations where a great head coach is in the crosshairs because something that he did and his team came up short in the biggest moment when Kyle Shanahan has been one of the best head coaches the game has had sure. over the last number of years. And it's just unfortunate because I think that most franchises would trade their head coach for Kyle Shanahan tomorrow. But now he is it looked to be a, a fool in this situation because it looked like he didn't have his team prepared as much as Andy Reid had his team, which I think is sort of a fair criticism but it's not like this guy is some sort of moron. He's going to have that team right back there. Uh, he was able to to really get as much possible out of Brock Purdy in that situation. And as far as putting more pressure on Brock Purdy, I mean, I guess as the, the game goes on and it's the, the moments that will decide the game, there's got to be more pressure in his brain. But at the same time, I mean, this guy played an entire four quarters of a Super Bowl pretty calmly and pretty well. I, I thought he did too, but... I mean, is it, does, it, does it get that much different in overtime? Well, the other thing, too, is to remember that Kansas City gave up 22 total points in four playoff games in the second half combined. Mm. Uh, their defense got better and better and better as games got on, went on. Yeah. And once Steve Spagnuolo figured out what the other team was trying to do, and then, you know, you know he's going to blitz. Once you get in over the 50, he's, he's just going to bring it. Every three out of four times, he's going to blitz. Yeah. And it's up to you to be able to handle it. And your wide receivers have got to get open. And when you have cover corners like they have in the secondary, you know, that that is like the, the major advantage. Um, I remember playing Cleveland back in the day, man. They had two corners, Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield, that were a pain in the ass. And they were so good at covering that, you know, you had to make sure first and foremost that you were blocking first and then you would go after those guys because you would need a little bit of extra time to get away from them especially back in in those days because they could hold and they would never get called for holding so i when you put when you have good cover guys like kansas city has you can take some chances defensively and you know that's what happened i mean george kittle really wasn't involved in this game at all no no, barely at all by the way did you see tyreek hill's tweet during or uh, maybe it was like right after the game where he said, why don't Spags got no interviews? 
Meaning, why did Steve Spagnolo go a whole hiring cycle without getting any interview at all? Just maybe a better coordinator than a head coach, and he's had a chance at a head coach. Sure. But, I mean, there's been other guys that have been recycled. There's another guy in that staff, Matt Nagy, who was the coach for the Chicago Bears last, what, three or four years. And um, supposedly at halftime, he gave he gave a speech like, you know, we all got to come together here, guys. You know, none of this, like, and this was in direct um correlation to the Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid kind of situation on the sideline. Okay. Yeah, which did we really ever find out what he was screaming at? No, no, but I did hear Patrick Mahomes' final call to McCall Hardman. You know, it was I, I heard the whole thing, the whole formation and everything yeah. else. And it was called Tom and Jerry and then Peter King, I guess, sat down with uh, Andy Reid somewhere along the line. I'm not really sure. Peter King, but they put it out, and Andy explained the play. And you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's an old West Coast play that you know, if you got a fast guy and you're you're, you're kind of calling it to one side of the field, which is what they did. And the, the the name of the play ultimately was Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. And that's what it was. Tom and Jerry, fellas. Now. NFL Films records every single sound we'll, we'll that is find on, out. We'll find out on what, the sideline. But but this is what... Uh, will they protect Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid in that situation and not release that audio? Or it, will will it be out there? I think it's going to be out there. I, really? I, I, I disagree. I think that no, they're, I, they're, I, not gonna, they're not going to play that. You don't think so? I think Travis Kelsey knows that he was mic'd and knows that he was intense. And I always tell you he's on another level of intensity. I, I think you got to play it. I think you got to let us hear it, what the hell he said. And, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is if it's disrespectful, which it looked to be. Well, I mean, it just his actions were whatever the whatever he said. I mean, you got you got a 65-year-old head coach. That he almost knocked down. Right. I mean, if you would have knocked him down. Oh, my God. That would have been like Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer. You know, yeah, but they're on the same team. Head. I know, which is even crazier. That Pedro Don Zimmer thing was just nuts. <laughs> I, I mean, that that was... It's hard to even explain that one. <laughs> and he grabbed him by his head and threw him down. It was incredible. <laughs> I mean, was, and I know he was charging at him, and some people were like, well, what are you supposed to do? I mean, I don't know. You don't throw an 80-year-old guy to the ground. I mean, like, let's, say, let's say you're standing outside, out front, yeah, and some belligerent woman comes up. What do you do? I mean, how threatening? I mean, is is this woman a bodybuilder or is she like five to one hundred and ten pounds? You know, I mean, there's all uh, different types of women. I, I mean, but you, do you ever think about being potentially in a situation like that? Well, like a woman attacking me, and, yeah. and would I punch a woman? Yeah, I do. I know. I actually have never thought about that. I feel like instinctually, I'll do what I've got to do. I mean. Like Chances you have the are, instincts that you'll try you'll try to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I I think like you'll probably say like, hey, hey, just back off. Yeah, in my space. Mm-hmm. Don't put me in a bad situation here. She takes one step. Out, pow! <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think. What would you do? Come I on, think seriously. if I saw a weapon, maybe. But if it's just belligerent, no, if you, if she's you just saw got, a weapon. You'd be running. Well, yeah, I mean, if a weapon, you'd have to do something about it. But uh, just if it's just a woman that is just belligerent, I think I just keep moving, you know? I, 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 to me, that whole situation that happened in the Baltimore train station, the more I think about it, the more I, you could see how people are just unhinged at times yeah, and are not thinking straight. 
You see this guy get his eyeball ripped out of his head at a game the other day? This was this is a video. A guy got his eyeball ripped out of his head. Yeah. Well, at what game was this? Hold on. I, I, just, I mean, was this in the States? So this just, has to be some sort of European, on, Kazakhstani, something. <laughs> I, what, what are we talking about here? Well, I just saw it before Spike pulled me into... Um, you know, lame duckskin pulled me into your <laughs> office. <laughs> lame duckskin. Uh, this was a. Oh, this. Oh, oh, this was an old one. Then this is the the eyeball. This is what it was. It was an eyeball that got ripped out at the Kentucky Derby. Remember that? Oh no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Guy's eyeball got ripped out. Oh, at the at Kentucky, Kentucky Derby because yeah. they were arguing over horses. Yeah, and then Rascona sent me something yesterday. The great Brian Rascona. He was calling a uh, high school hockey game, and a brawl broke out i saw i think i saw that yeah he was calling it for li sports network it was connect quad against king's park oh yeah you know and there was a full-blown brawl in the stands, in the stands okay. and, then, and then parents and kids and everybody were fighting each other it spilled so, outside so oh, yeah <laughs> yep that's i'm telling you that's south shore man you know <laughs> we don't mess we oh, don't mess kid goodness. you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Kings Park's a little bit north, but, you know, we don't mess. <laughs> That's still, would you could still, you'd still consider them South Shore, right? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to really take a look at it, to be honest with you. I'd I mean, the north of the LIE, I believe. Yeah, let's see. But that, that's our, that's our area, man. We yeah, played no, those high schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, map, I just want to make exactly, yeah, it, ha- it has to be because they're playing, no, 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 no! It's 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 way farther north than you. Well, King's Point is Kings Park. Yeah, Kings yeah, Park. Yeah. I mean, Kings Park is on like twenty five. Yeah, yeah, or twenty was twenty five A. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's up there. Yeah, it's, it's even north of so that. So they consider themselves like that. It's on the way like to Stony Brook. Yeah, yeah. Even it's still, the heart of Long Island. Right. It's east of east of North. Do you think Port, they yeah. consider themselves? North guy, like North Long Island guys, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. So, do you think that Connecticut being the south, the south part of Long Island, do you think that they brought the worst out of them? Uh, I'll tell you right now, the Connecticut definitely won that fight. That boy, that's what we're talking about. I mean, I think, I think for sure, because that's like that's like the Oakdale area. You know what I'm saying? That's just west of me. So they're they're definitely they're not messing around. That's over in there. between the uh, Sunrise Highway and the LIE. It's also between East Islip and Sayville. It's right in there. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The Thunderbirds. <laughs> Way to go, man. Connect Quad no, Thunderbirds. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Joe in New Jersey. What's going on, Joe? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, man? Uh, no. My question is, I know you just mentioned and you were talking about Pedro with Don Zimmer. My my point is, why wasn't a younger, not an eighty year old man, the first to get to Pedro? Well, I mean, you know, you got to give Zimmer a lot of credit here. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, course. he went out there and tried to fight somebody. <laughs> I mean, he just basically lost his mind. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to go back and remember the specifics. I mean, what I remember was Pedro was sort of just hanging out there as a innocent bystander in that situation and here came Zimmer and he threw him to the ground but well, I have to go I mean, back listen, and watch it at, at the end of the day if you're Zimmer I mean Pedro is not a very big guy no you gotta you, now if, the thing that disappointed me like he should have thrown his whole body into Pedro yeah well he, he was trying he was trying it's just tough you know I mean, you, I, Pedro was in a very weird situation <laughs> 
<laughs> this you know is what, what I mean? talking about. Yeah. Yes, I mean, like, I don't know. If a guy's charging at you like a Brahma bull, what do you do? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it just it looks so bad, you know? I, I, I know it looks look terrible. But... I mean, you grab anybody by the head and throw them to the ground. It just looks bad. Especially when you were you're talking about the elderly. You know? uh, yeah, but the elderly shouldn't be getting themselves involved in stuff like this. Fair point. Eight seven seven. Yeah, eight seven seven. Yeah, right. I, that's exactly what I thought when it happened. I'm like, what in the world? I mean, he usually just sits over there next to Joe Torre. Yeah, and just quietly goes about his business. Yeah, and all of a sudden something snapped in him, and he and he just. Bounced off, that, oh, bounced off the bench and said, you know what? I'm going to go get me some. And that was sort of the way we felt about Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Young Yeah, person, but they're on the same team. Young person, older guy. But they're on the same team. I know. But that's I mean, what makes it even crazy. you got to be kidding me. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco joining us in just a couple minutes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco with us. He's got an update. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan with the media on Tuesday. He sat there with John Lynch uh, and took questions from the reporters. He called this the worst loss he's ever had, and, and he was asked why that is. Because we lost the Super Bowl in overtime. You know, that's the one would be tied with it is was another Super Bowl. And behind that, you'd put NFC championships. You need these? You need my headsets? I know they are. We're doing this live if you need these. <laughs> So that was Shanahan talking about why, obviously, he's lost Super Bowls before, but because he said it was an overtime, that obviously made it worse. Um, he says, yes, he was asked about, you know, when your game ends, do you kind of replay things in your head? And he says, well, of course I do. When you lose, you'll go over that stuff um, always um, throughout the entire offseason, through cut-ups, through everything. And then, of course, you had the question, and this uh, goes to the whole taking the ball to start the overtime. He said, no regrets. 
there is nothing that I thought in the moment that I did wrong. It was everything. I was proud of that and um, like the thought process behind everything. So he is standing by it. I've seen it's so funny. I've seen some people say it's the dumbest decision ever. There are other analytic people that says it's the right decision. Uh, I, whatever. Well, uh, you're, you're you're betting on your team at minimum scoring a field goal, and then holding the other team to a field goal, which would mean now you have the ball in order to end the game, right? To win it. That that's what you're thinking. But in or this, touchdown, touchdown. Well, or yeah. touchdown, touchdown. Then you have it uh, for that too, but. The second team that has touchdown, touchdown, the second team goes for two because that's their shot to win it because there's a very good chance that the opposing team is going to get into field goal range. Mm -hmm. So that's why you would go for it, uh, go for two at that point if you were the second team that scored in overtime the way it is. Can I ask you, if if he stood up there and just said very simply, because I thought we would score and I thought my defense would go out and stop them. Probably, How would you argue with that? You, you couldn't. Well, especially like what you're, you're putting the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. But I'm showing confidence with, in my guys. Yeah, but with an advantage because, as we talked about, he knows he has four downs. Sure. If you get stopped, all you have to, you know, then he has to score a touchdown to win. I mean, basically what you're doing is unless you score a touchdown, and even in that scenario because they could go for two and win the game, Unless you score a touchdown, you're at a severe disadvantage handing the ball to the best player in the How game. How about if you scored a touchdown and you won for two? Yeah, like but they still have, have an opportunity. You, no, I know that. But if you went first yeah. and you scored a touchdown and then you went for two. I don't like and that. And now you have that. an eight-point lead. That, to me. So Ballsy. I, I did talk to Frank Reich yesterday. And Frank was one of the principals that ended up putting these rules in to make sure... Uh, that both teams had a chance to legitimately have the ball. Like, you know, Josh Allen didn't get the ball in that playoff game against the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes didn't get the ball against the uh, the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. So they wanted to come up with something, and one of the interesting things that they were thinking about when they were doing this is what would the second team do if they had to score a touchdown? Would they go for two? Would they not go for two? And I think it all depends on the way the game's being played and who your quarterback is and... Quite frankly, we had the best player of his generation go right down the field and win the game. And by the way, they, you know, with two minutes left to go in the game, you're thinking that the 49ers have a chance. I mean, to win the game, they a should big win chance. the game. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, they could not handle the blitz. And Steve Spagnuolo called a couple of key defensive plays. And if they could have gotten another first down, they they, they were going to win the game. But they didn't. Now, a part of this game, you saw the interception by Patrick Mahomes uh, at the start of the third quarter. I think this is after that, but I'm not 100% sure. This was NFL Films to Sean Gibson, uh, 49er safety, talking about Mahomes. This did not age well or it's not going to. That is just a regular quarterback, bro. Regular. Ain't nothing different. They just ain't been catching it. He regular, bro. So we're going to make his ass look regular. Okay. <laughs> Might have been okay Whoa. at the time. I call, that t- I call that touching the money. <laughs> oh, I would say so. Yes. Whoops. So um, that regular guy is going to go have a parade in Kansas City today. Yeah, another one, yeah. Another one, yes. Joe Swift going to be at the parade? No. no. Al said that the, the city of Kansas City asked yeah. her not to go. Yeah, the mayor had said just because he can't handle it. Not like stay away yes. from the city, but just that... You add an extra how many thousands of people in a city that's going to be mobbed oh, by millions. On. You got to embrace the whole thing. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that she's on her on her way to Australia. Aren't they, they're a day ahead of us, right? 
She's got tour dates this week in Australia. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. The international date line is something I am not great at. I really every time this comes Eddie's up with Japan or Australia, I have to look it up. I off the top of my head, I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they're ahead of us. We also learned Eddie's very good at the for a guy who doesn't believe in God, very good with the Ten Commandments. Yeah, well, that's I always find that the, the people the people who don't believe in God know the most about religion because the more they learn, the more they can the fire away. Yes, <laughs> he was very good with it today. Uh, the Celtics beat the Nets one eighteen one ten. Jason Tatum at forty one. He scored thirty one in the first half. Uh, Nets in Boston tonight. Knicks visit Orlando. They are filing a protest because of that loss in Houston. So I read, I think seven times a protest has worked where they've picked up the game, and countless times it hasn't. So, If, if it does work, these two teams would have to reconvene at the end of the regular season at some play point. play overtime, basically. Yeah, or at, a, at a, a date where they're both open and it makes sense and, and play overtime, yeah. which would be but nuts. You know, what's, what stinks about it, if you're a Nick fan, though, or if you're part of the Nick organization... Is one game could be the difference between being the four or the five seed, yeah. the three or the four, the two or the three, whatever, and that could mean a home game and a home court advantage in the series. That sucks. Well, you know the the if if they decided to uphold the protest, I mean, where that would be that would be nuts. Just playing a five minute overtime. Yeah, you know what would be interesting as Eddie points out. The Knicks would be healthier. They'd have a different team than true. they had here. They could throw their actual starting lineup up there at the end of the regular that is season. Very true. Give them an advantage. The last time they overturned a game, I was reading was Shaq. Um, I forget what year it was, but they fouled them out of the game. And the officials then later said, "Yeah, our mistake. It was five, not six. Well, in this case, they admitted they made the mistake on the foul. So I. I I don't know. I don't know if they'll get it, but uh, they're at least going to try. The Magic did lose to the Thunder 127-113. Notable because they did retire Shaq's number 32 at halftime. Uh, our guy Minko with St. John's last night, who did not fare well. Jenkins slide past to Soriano, but the pass is broken up. Oduro, the deflection, the gains. And here comes Duol inside to Oduro, lays it up and in. He was pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really disappointing. Yeah, That's a disappointing they wound up losing to Providence 75-72. Rick Pitino disappointed, too. Uh, we got beat, but there's lots of season left. Look, the guys fought really, really hard tonight. They want to win badly, um, and I'm real proud of them. Uh, we intend on winning our next six games. Yeah, I think they're 6-8 and eight now in the Big East with that loss. Well, they basically need to at this point. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. they got to win a bunch of games here down the stretch. No, yeah, so 6-8 and eight in the Big, Ten, uh, Big East and 14-11 and 11, uh, overall. Also of note uh, yesterday, Syracuse beat number 7 North Carolina 86-79. How about this stat? They said 68 times a ranked team has played an unranked team, and they're 34-34 and 34 in that time. Uh, I'm sorry, a top 10 team. Oh, okay. So a top 10 team has played an unranked team, and they've only won 34 of those games. That's kind of nuts. But How, how long does that go back to? This season. Oh, this season this is been, Yeah, I believe it's this season. Yeah. It's been crazy. Because anybody can beat anybody. Um, Rutgers beat Maryland. <clears throat> really not crazy, actually, at all. Well, uh, Matt, well Maryland was seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, and you lost. And then Rutgers beat Wisconsin on uh, Saturday as well. How about that? Okay. Number 11. Uh, very difficult night for Al as his number 23 Sycamores. Mm. Indiana State, they were ranked for the first time in like 40 years. 
And then they lost on their home Florida, Illinois State, uh, 80 to 67. Sorry. Yeah, couldn't handle the success. <laughs> really? 80 to 67. Heavy is the crown. Yes. No. Wow. At home, yeah. It was a very difficult 80 to night. 67. That's, that's, oof. First time I've seen Al upset by a sporting event result. This morning, he was uh, he was ticked <laughs> Since off. the Super Bowl went into overtime. <laughs> <laughs> had to stay there an extra half hour. Oh, man, it's funny. Seton Hall plays Xavier, number one UConn at DePaul, and Fordham home for St. Bonaventure. Am I allowed to play Carlos Mendoza, or do you not want to hear from him? No, he's fine. He's okay? I haven't, we haven't really heard much from him. No. So he is the new Met manager, and this is uh, the first day yesterday of the journey, as they say. We're building that foundation starting today. And that's going to be the message, you know. Uh, we're not winning a championship on day one. And we got to make sure we prepare. we got to make sure we, we build those relationships and then and we start connecting. Uh, but, yeah, understanding that there's high expectations here in New York. And, and they want to win and we want to win as well. Not after this offseason. <laughs> expectations are, uh, are shot. Microphone there, Jerry. I know you don't have headsets here, but just... Yes, I don't have headsets. So today is the official reporting date for pitchers and catchers for the Mets tomorrow for the Yankees. Devils Predators last night, and the Devils backed up a win with a win. Now here's Nemitz getting in front for a jam try by Lazar. That's wide. It comes out in front. It's loose. They score! It'll be Timo Meyer firing one home late, and the Devils lead 3-2. to two. I, I blame you. I mean, uh, he had four goals to call last night. None of them did he elongate. Just really? normal calls. Your fault. Devils win four. He's probably out in Nashville uh, the night before. That you was, know? Yes, wasn't himself. Him and Chico. Yeah, you see those guys are like red solo <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> no, I couldn't see that. Uh, they win four two. They scored three goals in the third. Uh, that was Timo Meyer with the go ahead goal. Nico Hirscher, uh, Hirscher scored twice. One was an empty netter, but he did score twice. Devils twenty seven twenty one and four. As for the Islanders, a shootout loss. Here's Thomas Tatar. Very good shooter. Just his second attempt of the season. Shooting from there. To good move, open net, and he scores. Oh, and so that really put him ahead. Shot. That was Brendan Burke and Butch Goring on MSG, um, but they could not score the other way. They were stopped, and so they would uh, only give up one goal in the shootout, and they would lose the game by the score of 2-1. With the loss, the Islanders 22-18-13. and all right, thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Top Studio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, I was thinking about, and this might be like a two inside thing for me because I was a board operator at one point and knew when games went into overtime or there were pitching changes in baseball, you had to do certain things. But the Super Bowl is the biggest thing on television. The most expensive advertisements are on the Super Bowl. So when there's extra time in the game and extra <laughs> oh, yeah. breaks, yes. how does that work? Oh, it works like an auction. Is this how how it works? An auction? Uh, yeah. Like I a mean, live auction. I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I, I heard some stories in my time, but this one was a... Uh, at all timer, and I'm not sure about all the specifics that go into it. All I know is that our boy Tony T over there. Oh yeah, the man. I mean, uh, the, the great thing is is that when it does go into overtime, people are more interested. The audience is swelling, so now all of a sudden it's a little bit easier to sell. You know, more ad time. Yeah, and you and you basically you have, I guess, what he would describe as pods of commercials. And, you know, you have uh, sponsorships for halftime, like Apple Plus or Apple Music. You have, uh, I think we have Progressive for the postgame. You know, and there's stuff for the pregame throughout it, whether it be Pizza Hut or or Geico. Yeah. So it's all over the place. But when the game, like, we haven't, I think this is the second game that went into overtime in the, the Super Bowl's oh, history. Yep. So you're sitting there, you're, you're part of the sales team that is selling commercials for the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, the game's going into overtime, which is a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is that you're going to sell more airtime. The bad thing is is that if you're a football fan like Tony is, you're going to be distracted. Yeah, you can't. So uh... he told me that, you know, because you don't know whether or not uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. Maybe they kick a field goal, and then there's going to be more overtime. That's right. So you got to be on the ball, and people are bidding for time, right? And which by is the way, nuts. there there is a communication between the NFL and CBS. In this case, it could have been Fox, NBC, ESPN, anybody else. But in this case, it was CBS. And you know, the NFL is telling CBS, okay, this is how many commercials you can sell now. And you know, we want to get the, you know, we want the game to come to an end, but you know, we don't want it to come to an end because you could also sell. Yeah, and he goes. I said, I hope that you wrote down everything that you remember everything, because that had to be like the craziest twenty minutes in sales history when something like that happens and the game is as good as it is, and Taylor Swift is there, and it's an exciting end and decision making and everything else that is going on. He has to kind of navigate through the 
I, I guess, the quagmire of ad agencies and, and different companies that want to get back into the Super Bowl now. Yeah, it is amazing to me that they don't have some sort of contingency plan that is sold already. Sort of like when they put they, the... They may. They may. I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs. There may be some of that. But you but you mentioned a bidding war that's happening at the same time. Like the company's coming in and I want to run my ad again. But, but how about this? It may be a different ad and then you got to find the ad. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, and that that's the thing. Like, okay... Oh, let's just, I, you know, I don't know if this is true, but let's, let's just take Geico for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Geico has an ad ready to go. Where is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's responsible for getting that ad on the air? Right. And there, then there's so much craziness going on, not just on the field, but behind the scenes. And then you got to send them a bill, right? You got to trust that they're good for it. <laughs> Well, they'll the be, they'll, they'll, yeah, yeah, they're going to be good for it. I, I know, mean, you're I dealing know. with major ad agencies here. I don't, I don't necessarily know that they're dealing with the client. I think they're dealing with ad agencies, and the ad agency is dealing with the client. Sure, yep, right, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, you know how they put like when you show up at a hotel and they put a hold on your card for X amount of money that yes. you're there. Like that's what how the thing the way I would think that they would do it. Like they'd also sell. Hey, if it goes into overtime. You know, you pay us now for that ad, and then if it doesn't, we give you the money back type of thing. Well, it doesn't happen often. Yeah, it's true. It yeah, doesn't. It doesn't happen often. And then how much are these ads worth? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. So how much money do you think they could have made in overtime just from what we know about how much a regular uh, time or uh, ad would be? 10 to 15 million, I guess. I don't know. Man, an extra 10 to 15 million. It's incredible. Yeah, it, but you know, when you're selling $7 million spots yeah. during the game and everything else, and I, and I got to believe that every one of those advertisers are happy because the game was tight. It was close. Oh, yeah. And the audience was building as the game was going on. Most watched Super Bowl ever. Yeah, I know, which is nuts how it's building because generally everybody's there in the beginning of the Super Bowl, right? I mean, how many people that are interested in the end of the Super Bowl aren't interested in the beginning of the Super Bowl? You know, yeah, it's not like I, I word just, of mouth, like, oh, hey, by the way, this game is, this great game is happening and you're out doing something else. It's the Super Bowl. And, you know, the other thing, too, is you had, <clears throat> you had, you know, two kind of legendary franchises, very recognizable names all over the field. Yeah. Taylor Swift is in the stands with Beyonce and everybody, all the celebrities that that are there. And you have a compelling football game. And it's going to swell to 120 million people watching it. Yeah. I mean, if you're an advertiser, this is exactly what you're paying for. 100%. Did you see Jeff Goldblum when he was put up on the big board? Or are you I guys busy doing something? No, that not. was awesome. That was that could have been the best ever celebrity on a screen moment of all time. What, what did he do? All right. So what didn't he do, basically? Okay. So he's, he's, he's looking down. And he doesn't realize that he's up on the board. And then someone tells him that he is. So he quickly puts on his glasses. And he looks up as if he was a 10-year-old kid that's on there. He's like, ah. <laughs> and then he starts, uh, he gets up. He does like a, a heart sign to everybody. And then starts doing a dance afterwards. And it's just like this 15 seconds of of brilliance. He, he was just a guy who had been in Hollywood for I don't know how many years, decades and decades. Had this pure... Hey, how cool is this that I'm on the big board? I'm not even on TV. I'm just on the jumbotron here at the stadium. And it was just, there was something that was pure about it. And in a day that nothing seems pure, that felt pure.
pure. You know what? It really would have been pure had they put Al Dukes up there. <laughs> Al Dukes of Boomer and Geo, the man who mixed up the mosses. <laughs> the thing I loved about the Jeff Goldblum thing, it came right after they showed Leonardo DiCaprio. Picking his was, nose. It was too cool. Right. Had his head down and was given no reaction. Then I went to Jeff Goldblum, who went so over the top. It was such a great <laughs> difference between the two two guys. Do you think that Leonardo DiCaprio knew he was even on there? I do. Well, if he did, that's pretty bad. I can look up and wave, will you? He like, yeah. had his head down, picking his nose. I got to believe that those guys are told that they're going to be put on the big board. I, I, I have to believe that. I mean, I, I don't know, but the way that Jeff Goldblum reacted, yeah, as you're saying, there's no way that he would have known that. Right. And also, I know Taylor Swift knew she was going to be on it many times, but that first one where she's hugging Blake Lively, she was also surprised by that. So I'm sure they know at some point, but maybe not when exactly it's going to be. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.